Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Now nah, I'm playing. What up, squad? Welcome to the ADAPT session, where we have intrinsic conversations on mindset, exercise, and life's ever-changing experiences. With your hosts, Joe and... Mondo, what's up, everybody? Um, Joe is playing around too much, man. He's <laughs> not enough oxygen right now. And if you guys notice the third, the third rectangle on the bottom, or third uh, screen, I notice a uh, man with a really awesome afro. Thank this is my boy Johnny L, aka Dynamite. Man. Welcome to the show. That's good. That's good. That's good. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Thanks for <laughs> on, man. Because we have uh, we have a bit of history, man. I've known you for a couple of years now. Huh? Yes, sir. It's been a minute. Two years going. We're about to be two years now. I met you yeah. in twenty eighteen. So. He's a college buddy of mine, so he's gonna have some. He's gonna confirm some stories about me later on. <laughs> um, I'm excited to hear about him. We're excited to hear. There's some people that are listening right now that are wondering what stories they know, which ones I'm talking about, and we'll 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 um we'll give you guys we'll give you guys some memories, and he'll he's the one that was there to coordinate it. <laughs> so, if I remember correctly, he was like uh somewhat of a bad influence but <laughs> yikes no, you're the bad influence wanted me to just drink a little bit with you and that hey man i said have a beer i didn't say kill a whole bottle of jamie <laughs> yeah you're right you want to hold uh, i was just trying to get him you know to relax no cool his nose a little bit this dude this dude is this dude is funny man for years he's like, come on bro let's have some shots we are Johnny L. Johnny L, right? Johnny L. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we got witnesses. Our, our senior year of college, like our last last senior project class, we were doing our research studies. Um, Armando was doing his research study with like me, me, and our friends. And then I got stuck in my group doing a study on flip cup. So, our study was on flip cup. So, you know, we're, we're testing. Uh, people's um, performance in, in, with intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. And then um, during that, we had to give them an incentive to want to do our study. So, you know, I brought alcohol because it was just it was part of the game, flip cup, you know? <laughs> so uh, we built like this fort, like it was these red mats for like judo and stuff. We put them up all around us so the teacher wouldn't see us. And then, uh, Every now and then, I would call in Armando or his group and be like, hey, let's take a shot. Let's go. Let's take a shot. Wait, y'all were in class? <laughs> yeah, we were in class, low-key. Yeah. But we were doing, like, an actual study. We weren't, like, you know, like, learning or, like, having a lecture or anything. We were running the study, so we were just like, oh, follow me. It's chill. <laughs> so by the end of the show, we'll, we'll give the whole – the complete story okay we'll get yes, there's a couple of them so we, yes, <laughs> we'll build up first one of the main people I my boy Johnny L besides a besides him uh, being a lot of uh, being a lot of uh, chief miss and like that back in the day we were, he's actually a personal trainer himself and he's a also a technologist he's actually very well versed in this and not only that but He's also a model. He's like, look at his hair. It's all nice. And everything. 
He always trying to keep his shirt off so he could try to be a model himself. But, you know. <laughs> uh, man, right. it's Love you, Joe. It's hot out here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can feel like I can feel the humidity through the screen, dude. Honestly, I can, I can feel. I, I've been I've been over to his place one time, man. That place is. <sighs> I ain't got no AC, bro. Was that? <laughs> I don't know what you just said, man. But okay. Oh, I ain't got no AC out here. I know. That's, I know. But at least. You because it gets cold out there too. No AC in a hundred degree weather. I know, dude. I mean, like I said, I like it, but it gets hot out here. Yeah. Although you know what the best part is though, at least he got some heat. Because when winter comes, that place get that area gets cold. Cold. It gets cold, man. I, it's it, it gets brutal. And so let's get started with the uh, let's get started with the interview, Danielle. Sir, so what got you into training, man? And uh, how long have you been doing it? Uh, I started personal training my sophomore year of college. So I've been doing it for about six years now. Um, what really got me into it was basically my, my, myself and my body. Like, I wanted to learn more about me and how to, how to change the way I look, how to look, change the way I feel, make myself feel better by looking better, you know? And I went through the stage where I was really skinny for like all my life. I mean, I'm pretty skinny right now, but uh, I was like 103 at 6'1". And I was like, uh, yeah, I should probably put on some weight, you know? <laughs> like, at least some like mass or something. <laughs> and then uh, I was trying for a hot minute, like, cause I, I, I used to be a runner and, uh, I was training for like the Olympics and stuff to run sprints, but that was the only way I knew how to train. So I would train that way. And I figured out I was kind of being counterproductive because uh, I ended up just cutting a lot and just getting really lean, but uh, not putting on mass. So uh, after we started, like after I got into the kin program from econ, uh, I kind of started applying everything that we were learning in class to myself. And as that happened and progressed, within two years, I put on almost 60 pounds. And I'm at 165 now and maintaining from that point. So, yeah, man. So, sure. <laughs> shout out to uh, the kinesiology department in uh, San Francisco State University. I mean, they, yes, they, are, they are very underrated, they are very uh, ahead of their time. Man. Very, I, I, I use a lot of what they taught me, man, in my career. And so with uh, the knowledge that you got in kinesiology and everything you practiced and you studied, or that you studied as well, what would you say is your style of training? Like, what, how has that contributed to your style? What is your style? Um, so my style of training is, uh, I don't know, I kind of, I feel like it's it's kind of different than most people, at least in my environment. Um, uh, I am a model, so I deal with a lot of other people who are in like that influencer or model category. And uh, for me, it's it's more about like results and 
just getting people to move and embracing themselves in their bodies, you know? Yeah. And um, from my experience with the fitness industry, it's been really crazy kind of ups and downs. Um, and within like the influencer community and the fitness community with modeling and stuff, it's, it's not where I would want it to be, you know? Yeah. Um, my style of training is health. Like I care about people's health. I care about how they feel. I care about them. And what hurts me is the fitness industry that I'm a part of um, through social media and stuff is very, you know, it sounds kind of harsh when I say it, but kind of like the porn industry, you know? And um, I say that because fitness is very like, sexualized in a way where, you know, you can take a camera angle and put it at a different angle, and, you know, make it look better because that's what people like and that's what people want. And uh, when you can just, you know, sit in front of the camera like you guys are and educate and teach people what they need to, you know, rather than, you know, showing your wedgie queen monster on, <laughs> on a, a camera when you can just be a, you know, educational, you know, teacher with your camera. So it's kind of my training style. I prefer focusing on people's health rather than selling them things that don't do anything. Johnny L, what, uh, with that being said, with your training style, how did you get started um, in the model, uh, as a model, in the modeling industry? Oh, but uh, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I was with my girlfriend uh, at Stonetown by State, and we were shopping and looking around, and uh, this photographer was kind of following us. And we were like, why is this lady following us? What's going on? <laughs> Should I say something? What's happening? And then uh, my girlfriend was like, just say something. And I was like, okay. So I went up to her and I was like, hey, can I help you? Are there a reason why you're following us? She's like, oh, have you ever thought about modeling? Like, you don't normally do this, but the owner of the agency is here if you're down to like have a meeting with him or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, for sure. Like, why not? You know? Because I was always interested in modeling. I just didn't know how to go about it. And now that this opportunity came up, I was just like, you know what? Let's go for it. Let's try it. You know? So I ended up meeting. Um, with the owner of the, the agency and then um, he made me do like a walk down the down the mall and back and then like pose in front of the camera and stuff in front of chilling people i was just like huh interesting <laughs> and then um later on he was like here's my card i'll contact you in two weeks um but yeah and i was like okay cool Weeks passed, I didn't hear anything from him. And then two months passed, and then he called me like, hey, uh, you need to respond to your emails. Can you come into the office tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, sure, why not, you know? And then I show up to the office, we sit down, he looks up my Instagram, we have like a 10, 15 minute meeting. And then next thing you know, I'm signed. And I started modeling. And then from nice. there, nice. Yeah. What's, a, what's the name of the agency and 
prior to that, you said you've been thinking about it for a while. How, how long before you actually got found were you thinking about being a model? Um, so I was thinking about modeling since I was 17. Huh. And then it took about three years for me to actually become a model after. Um, the agency that I signed with at the time was JE Models in San Francisco. And then um, later on, um, I ended up moving over to STARS, which is where I'm at now um, in San Francisco as well. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. Good for you. Thanks. Thanks. You said some good, some good promos. I've seen them on, uh, on Nike, Nike.com. Okay, okay. I was like, okay, I was like, when I saw you on the funny thing, so the Nike one, he was, I saw it on Nike.com first, and then I saw it on Instagram. And I was like, I gotta give this dude a shout out. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done a couple of things. I've worked with like Benny Gold. Uh, I've worked with like Nike. I've done Nike a couple of times. Uh, they're really cool. It's really fun, actually. You get to like just do your thing and run around, play games and stuff, and then just take pictures of you. Oh, you just chill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you do you plan uh, you plan on staying in this field? Like you see you see yourself having like a long term career. Um, that's the goal. Um, if I can do modeling for the rest of whenever, it'd be really dope. Because um, I I really enjoy it. It helps me like escape from everything else that's going on in the world, I guess. Uh, and it like hiking makes me happy. So okay, yeah. You know, I I find that very interesting in a good way, because I think it shows people. Um, well, first off, I find the fact that you're a model very interesting. I think that's hella dope. And I also find the fact that you are a kinesiology major and your style of training, you really emphasize people's health over vanity, but yet you are a model. Make sense? So yeah. I, I think that shows people that there's more to it than just aesthetics and vanity when it comes to exercise. And the fact that you are a model, but you still choose to emphasize people's health in your training says a lot about it. It doesn't. It's like, it's kind of like what you see, you mentioned earlier that you compared it a little bit to the porn industry because a lot of the advertisements that you see from the online trainers or the famous trainers is very sexualized, right? They don't really, they don't really talk much about the actual training. They don't really talk a lot about their methodologies, what they, what they follow, what they, what kind of results they get out of their clients. You don't ever really see them talk about it more. You'll see them in the middle of a, you'll see them take a picture of themselves in the middle of a squat and then they get your attention while they're squatting. So it's like, that's really what you see in today's social media. You see that a lot on Facebook. You see that a lot on Instagram. You see that a lot everywhere you look, honestly. Sex sells, man. Sex sells. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is, right? It works, if, right? If, if everybody were to do what's good for them and, what, and what's healthy, then we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have sick people in this world. But... But then, you know, people like to do things because they look good. It's attractive, right? Um, and you know, we just got to be real. Like, that's just how it is. But it's awesome that me and Armando have this platform. 
and you have a similar mentality where you focus on on actual health and actually changing people's physiology and you know improving their health first before we start moving into the physical changes yeah i think that's really good so that's dope yeah i like i like that i like that mentality because it's kind of like you you, you have to also another key in it is also you have to know how to relate to the clients right so mm -hmm. so my question here is you have since you have a background as a model and you have and you are somewhat a, cele a celebrity, if you want to talk about that. Hey, not, not really. I, I, I want to be, but not yet. I'm not there yet. Not where I want to be yet. You know. All right, that's that's a, that's the same thing with us, man. We're gonna be. We'll help each other out. We'll help you. You help us. Yeah, sure, definitely. And this, that session will be a, a, an enterprise. But that's the plan. What I wanted to ask was, when people see you as a model and, they, and you work with the clients and they know your background, how do you, like, what do you do so much to, to relate to them? To, like, what they know, hey, he's like, yes, I, I am a model. I'm still a person. I still have fitness dreams. I still have, there's still something. All right, cool. Well, normally, like, when I worked at 24, time like they would pitch me as like oh he's a Nike model like you should work with him blah 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 and then when I get my clients and when I had my clients and when I have the clients that I have now I'm like yo um let me get something straight you know like yeah I am a model but everybody starts somewhere right so I started at 103 pounds looking like some feather floating in the air you know <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I wanted to make the change for me, right? I didn't want to make the change for the industry. I didn't want to look good for anybody else. So, you know, this is for you. And I want to be able to, you know, work with you to help you achieve the goals that you want, you know? And I feel like making sure you care about your clients is the best way to connect with them, you know? and just being able to listen and understand how they feel. And with that, you know, I, I didn't have the best like upbringing, I guess, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty interesting neighborhood. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, I had to do my grind and get my grind done and do my thing to get to where I was at, so being able to like talk about your background and your history, you know, is, is really good to help connect you with your clients. So, so. Yeah, because yeah, that's one of the things that like people don't understand, like um, when we talk about a relationship with clients, it's like people think that they just come in, we saw them workouts, and then they leave and that's it. When reality, in a lot of ways, they, those clients end up becoming almost family. They do become mm -hmm. family because you do present an occasion in their life and they trust yeah. you in, in guiding them in the right way. So yeah. it's, a, it's a, a really um, unique dynamic between the trainer and the client. Yeah. I think you'd agree with, I think you guys would both agree with me on that one, that it's, that it's a different, 
that's one of the more uh, rewarding things about this field is that you, you establish connection that's and you basically increase your family by by default because you're closer with a certain certain group of people yeah they become your friends in your community and family, you know exactly and we have and this it's one of the one of the things that we we, we um we, we mentioned earlier also, it's all about the results of someone getting better and someone improving. And we, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you regarding this, uh, how do you feel about the quick fix versus going through the actual process? Because this is something that Joe and I have, have talked about a lot in the past. So I would love to get your thoughts on that as a trainer yourself. Uh, so, a lot of these people, like influencers and stuff, will sell you that quick fix where you look like them or they want you to look like them, blah, 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 the, that type of stuff. And it's like, you know, that works for that person. You are a completely different person. So whatever they do might not work for you. And depending on who the influencer is, right, even if you ended up at their potential state, right? Necessarily, like not necessarily you will be healthy. Like you probably wouldn't be as healthy as you could be by following their guide, right? Yep. So as a personal trainer, like it's our goal to figure out how your body works and what works for you and what we have to adjust for you. And that's the difference for me between quick fix, following the set, just doing this, and then not giving a tear in the world. So having that long-term, you know, lifestyle change where we get to, you know, change things that happen periodically like in your life so you can live a healthier, happier life, you know? And a lot of these like quick fix, bad diets or whatever, you know, they last for like what, like a month or less. Yeah, you go, you do it, you lose the 10 pounds, you go to the event, you eat to your heart's desire, you come back, you're like, oh, I lost this much pounds, you know, I'm gonna just keep going, you know, and you do your thing, you gain it all back, and you're like, oh, what happened? And yeah, you're like, oh, I guess I gotta do it again, you know? And then your body just goes through these cycles and you and that's the thing with weight loss. That's the thing with weight loss. We, we've talked about it numerous times here. There's, it's so generic. It's so broad to say, oh, you want to lose weight. Like, what kind of weight are you losing? Inflammation? Water weight? Mm -hmm. so what, what's the one thing that we always, that we always measure to make, to, as a tool to, to see that you're, doing, that you're improving? Your body fat, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you want to lose is your body fat. You don't want to, like... Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, I just want to lose weight. If they look at the number on the scale, they don't look at the actual details. They don't look at the fact. They're like, oh my God, my weight is still the same. It's like, your weight is still the same, but you're, but you're actually breaking <laughs> lean muscle blood. There. We had, <laughs> and Joe, Joe and I was, uh, could not stop laughing at it when we were filming the last episode because we did this. The last episode was on gym bits. Mm -hmm. One of the myths was if you stop training, the muscles turn into fat. 
<laughs> we couldn't stop laughing at it. It's like, oh, shit. It's like, hey, I wish that I wish that was the case low key, cause then once I once I put in put in the work, you know, I'll bulk up and then I don't have to worry about bulking no more, right? <laughs> Be nice. So be nice. <laughs> not for me, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an Indian. I get, I'm fucking that. Nah. No word for me. But it's just one of those things where. You know, you, you, you have to, you have to really, we said it before too, it's not a one size fits all. You have to adjust to. Yeah. Minds too. Yeah. And, what, and what is it? And, and Joe has, and Joe has said it in the past too, when we were doing what we talked about our methodology, he said, we have to make sure that our bodies know how to move in order for us to, in order for us to improve that way. You have to, your body has to be aware of itself. Truth is, the body is aware of itself. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, not all exercises work for everyone, you know? No. There's always different exercise for a different person due to injury, due to capabilities, due to strength, like all that stuff. Yeah. Not, like you said, not one size fits all. And with that, like, when you look at your results, so I always tell my clients, like, don't look at the number on the scale because there is a possibility that number on the scale might get higher if you're building muscle, you know, because muscle is like this and fast like this, you know. And uh, the, the main thing for me is, you know, look at your pants size, look at your shirt size, like, look at your clothing, look at how it fits, look at your body, you know, and your body will tell you what's going on. Uh, my dad, I'm training him right now. It's been 150 days. He's lost 60 pounds. And uh, his pants size, like, this dude used to be able to put his pants on and then just put his belt on and not have to worry about it. Now he has to pull his pants up and hold it in order to put his belt on because then he's sliding right off, you know? And I feel like with a lot of people, you know, you have to take into into consideration that it's your body and your body is changing so the weight number shouldn't matter yeah 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 there's always there's always something that we add to because because the thing is that when when a new client comes in there's a reason why they're coming to us right because yeah we're the ones that are the experts we're the ones that are the people that that, that know the field that know how this works Mm -hmm. A lot of times, we have to debunk certain myths that they hear that they'll say, "Oh, is it true that is it true that I have to? Um, is it true that if I if I work out, I can eat all the crap I want?" <laughs> not, not true. Wouldn't that be nice? No, there's a, that would be nice, right? Like, like Joe, what's another what, like what's another one that that you constantly hear whenever you have a consultation that. Uh, that people ask you about what's something that 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 you hear that's kind of like no that's not true uh people 
people ask me um, if they have to eat their vegetables. And <laughs> kind of kind of simple question, right? But yeah. um, the response is it isn't so simple. I just tell them, look, um, I say I recommend it. It can't hurt you, but at the end of the day, it's your choice. So if you are deficient in certain nutrients, if you're, you know, feeling a little sluggish, if you have a hard time metabolizing carbs, fats, and proteins, you probably need to eat more vegetables, get some more fiber in your body, you know, get some more nutrients. So that's all I tell them. At the end of the day, it's really their choice. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of doing it because a lot of times we are like, oh, yeah, you got to do it. Then they're like, oh, no, he's telling me what to do. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I've had quite a few clients who just completely refuse to eat vegetables. And I'm like, okay, all good. If, if you if you decide not to eat them and you know we jump on that you know uh the scale or i should say the body fat measure um lean, lean mass measure and you don't see the results you want to see or your body's not changing and you're putting in all this work we might have to take a look at your nutrition before i recommend you to go see a dietitian or nutritionist because if you haven't if we haven't crossed off all the variables and checked them uh, off ourselves, the ones that we can control, then there's no point in sending you to a dietitian or nutritionist to see if you have a metabolic condition, if you're not incorporating the right nutrition in the first place. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a different thing. It's kind of like the, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like, uh, I don't want us to make, I don't want to make it sound like we're, we're assholes right now, but it's true. The truth is, is, <laughs> Here's the thing. If, you're coming, if you're getting mad at us because you're not getting results and we're telling you, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe you should a salad won't hurt you. You know, maybe maybe you should throw in a a little bit of asparagus or or some broccoli. And if, if they get upset at us, Just a little bit. And, they, and then they say, Hey, it's your fault that I'm not losing weight. It's your fault that I that I that I still can't that that I can't even see my 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 toes. I'm like, well, if you're not if you're not helping yourself, then like I mean, you gotta help me help you, right? Like, way Steve. Exactly. Like like you like if you don't give if the car doesn't have the right type of gasoline, is it gonna run well? Oh, <laughs> and Armando, why do I feel like that whole that whole example? You're like taking shots at me, bro. Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> Yikes. That's not that's not you, I'm not taking shots on my boy right now. Believe no, me. I'm playing on. Yeah, it's, it's true, but it's true though. We like one of so when I started trading, one of the things that, that, that Joe would tell me, he goes, Look, if they get offended, like one of the things that you gotta say in the beginning is that you gotta do not make them feel like they're forced to eat something. Make them feel like it's an option. So the way that he explained it right now, that was the thing that he told me when I when I was coming into to where, where we work at by my he's like just make sure put it on the table, but do not force it upon them. Yeah. So that way they don't throw it in your face later on. And also that way they feel like they have autonomy on you. Yeah. Like we're not there to be drill sergeants. Whether it be, you know, like a motivator or uh, help them. I've learned the hard way myself. <laughs> so, and, 
some of and, and some of the things they like when I would train them, like I remember I had one that uh he he was like, I don't want to eat that. Like he wouldn't listen to me. I told him, eat before you come and work with me. Have something in your system before you come and work with me. Because if not, I will bust your ass and you <laughs> and I told him the truth. I said, I was like, dude, I, I'm telling you right now, eat. And he's like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this fasting thing. And like, your body has to be at the right level in order to do the, the, the intermittent fasting and working out like that. You have to, you have to be properly uh, nourished in order to do it, right? So he had the wrong idea. So he comes in one day, I'll give you a story. He comes in one day. And he's like, I want, he's like, I want you to give me the best way I can eat. He lies to me, he says, yeah, bro, I had a great breakfast. And he's like, and, he, and then he says something, he goes, and if you don't believe me, I took a big shit in your, in your, in your bathroom over here. I was like, I didn't need to know, but okay. <laughs> so, I don't know if that was a lie, but I know the, the him saying that he ate was a lie. And he goes, and I'm, I'm putting him through the ringer, right? I'm, I'm putting him on the rower. I have, I'm having him do ball slams, and I'm having him do kettlebell swings and cleaning jerks. By the time we get to the second round of the cleaning jerks on the kettlebell, this dude passes out right there on the uh, oh, no. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, no. He's like, oh, <laughs> he didn't pass out like, like this so much. He just like stopped and he plopped on the uh, grass. Was he okay? He was okay. I was like, what happened? He's like, oh no, I'm just tired. Working, bro. I was like, dude, you weren't tired, but you didn't have the right fuel in your body right now. You have, you're, you're not, you're running on fumes right now. Because here's the thing, it was, I wasn't giving him anything that was incredibly difficult. It was just, he, we were literally just getting started. He wasn't able to, and so I had to get him. We have these fruits that we always keep available in the back. So I got him an apple, and, I, and then I was like, are you feeling better? And I, he's like, yeah, I'm feeling better. I was like, you didn't eat, did you? He goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, well, let's get you here, and if, you, and if your color turns normal, I'm going to bust your ass right now. So, I, so what I ended up having him do was uh, I had him uh, do some kettlebell. And I had him, and I had him do plates, and we got him started like that. And then I still talk to him to this day. Nice. So, moving on from the nutrition aspect of fitness. Sorry to interrupt, but the lesson here is: if you want to keep a client, whoop their ass the first time. Geologists and all on biomechanics and how you go about implementing that in your client's training program because you know you would think right that biomechanics would be such a such an importance you know good form good technique good movement basically however we all know that more people nowadays are concerned with um feeling like they got a good workout by perspiring tremendously breathing heavy and just moving to burn calories but not necessarily working on how they're moving so how do you implement that with your clients? And either of you can go first. You forgot to talk about the pump, my man. <laughs> and pump. the pump, yeah. No. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, 
it's funny. Uh, a lot of people that I've seen in the gym chase that pump, but they, they take like a pre-workout before. So there's like vasodilators and stuff in the pre-workout, which gives them that quote-unquote pump, you know? But for biomechanics, uh, implementing biomechanics into my training, I try to make a lot of my training more functional uh, so people can move anatomically correct, you know? Because most people that come to see a personal trainer aren't there to like, you know, like get swole and do all this other stuff. Like, yeah, some of them, you know, every now and then you get a couple, but a lot of them are like, you know, their everyday life, something's happening and they need a change and they need to figure out what's going on. So like with my squats, uh, make them like pick up a kettlebell or do something where they're like picking up something from the floor where they're in the right form and that's how they normally pick up stuff around the house and how they would go about like relating it to their actual daily life and that's how i implement like biomechanics at least and making sure like functionally and anatomically the movement is correct there you go man functional man that's the that's the key word over here, right here. That's yeah, functional. Yeah. <laughs> so to to get you in the loop, Johnny, you've noticed a couple of times we've done this. Mm -hmm. So we've heard, we've told the story before, but we'll do it again. <laughs> so when we started doing more functional movement, he's he's a real practitioner of not just functional movement but um, functional patterns as well, and when he would explain to clients, he wasn't realizing that he would always do this. We'll be talking to a random client, he'll be like, he's like, here's the thing, the truth is when we have, when we get a pump and, we, and we're exerting ourselves and we're sweating so much, we're doing movements that aren't exactly useful in everyday life. That's not functional. <laughs> Every time he would say functional or functional movement, he would always do this. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta do functional movement. And I remember I, I talked to him about it, like, I'm like, hey, bro, do you realize that you do this, you do this signal every time you say functional movement? And he looks at me, he goes, nope. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so, but you know what, man? If That's the symbol of, that's the symbol of the adapt session. Hey. You know, you know the NWO used to do this? <laughs> This, this is what we do for the adapt session. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Caught me off guard. He, he, hey, hey, that's that's revenge for what happened to me a couple years before, dude. With the, uh, when hey, I, it's cool. I got some stories for him, too. Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> so I'll tell you. I'll start it out, and then we'll see if Joe wants to finish it. So one day, I, I don't know but, if Bulgarian bags, but the first time I did them, it messed my legs up. So I was walking with noodle legs, and Joe, and Joe was wondering why the hell I was walking like that. And he's like, he's like, he's like, bro, why are you walking that way? And he, and he decided, and he did a full-on impression of how I did it. And he's like, and I remember um, my nephew took my seat. And I come and when I left the room, and I come back in the room, and my and my nephew is my son. I'm like, 
hey, Junior, why are you take my seat, man? That's messed up, guys. But the, the thing I didn't realize is that I was holding my hands like this, and my and, and I was I was wobbling left and forth, <laughs> right. <laughs> so and Joe, is, Joe looks at me. He's like, "Bro, what are you doing?" <laughs> he's like, "What the hell was that?" Then he gets up and he does it, and it hasn't died since. It's still almost ten years ago. Like a T-Rex. It's an inside joke, you know? It's an inside joke, and um, we have some people at, at, at the gym that try to get in on the joke <laughs> and pretend like they were there even though they weren't. You know who you are, Joe. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's, go back to, yeah. let's go back to the topic. Um, so, yeah, it, we've talked about, like, the quick fix versus the process, and it's it's more of a I think you would agree with this. When it comes to fitness, it's not just something that you you do when you're at the gym. It's literally a lifestyle. It's something that you do 24 hours a day, 365. I think you would agree with that, right? This is like it's something that you that you really have to put your time into, right? Uh, when should I would say, I would say, you know, taking that in stride the gym is to help you in everyday life right the training that we do in the gym is to help you in your everyday life whether you know you're playing with your grandkids playing with your children not having you know back pain or knee pain at work not having shoulder pain when you're doing things around your house or you know you want to meet your friends up for a pickup game of, of basketball or softball that's why we train so you can live your life that's yeah. why we the lifestyle, right? Yeah. That's why. And, and as you get older, going back to being able to play with your grandkids, most adults reach a certain age where they've been dealing with chronic pain for many, many years, and they don't know how to deal with it. They've either tried to, can't figure it out. They're just taking medication from, you know, uh, prescription pills from the pharmacy. And their life is very limited due to their, I would say, uh, lack of movement, right? Um, and that's what the gym is for. Teach you how to move, which is why we're talking about biomechanics. Maybe lift a little bit of weight. Not everybody's trying to be a bodybuilder or a powerlifter or a football player. It's all good. You don't have to lift that kind of weight. There's different exercises for everybody, like Johnny L was saying before, depending on what your goals are, where your body currently is, uh, what your, what your uh, health and fitness currently is. So, that's what training in the gym is for. That's what we do for people. At least that's what we try to do. That's 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 what that's what we uh, why we got into this into this industry, and that's what we're trying to do is help many people with that to train them in the gym and help them live their lives a better way. Absolutely, I like that. That hit it on the top of the head. I think that's the purpose is that we try to improve everyone else's life and just so they can, just so they can actually do a simple just playing with your kids you know like some people just can't do that some people have a hard time i've i've met people that have a hard time sitting down for a long time mm-hmm. have a hard time going to the bathroom going to the bathroom exactly like we're just walking just walking down the street like they they can't walk because their knees are shot and, it's, and or it's before because their lower back is just so it's so much pain, but it's, it kind of goes back to what we say. It's like if you, your body 
there's so many muscles that are over that are overactive that are compensating. There's a lot of overcompensation in the body that you have to really balance them out, and it's and it does take some dedication. It does take some time to really learn how to how to use your body, how to rotate, how to like just like the basic act of walking is so so key. Yeah, basic act. So the it, gateway to a lifestyle change. Yeah, because yeah. if, if the gate is off, then everything else is off. If your gate is on point, you're able to. I think, I think you guys would agree with me that that's, that that's where it really starts. If your body, if you can't really walk, then then everything else is not going to fall into place. It's gonna, it's literally gonna knock. It's like if one, if one brick is out of if that, one brick is out of place, then the whole thing is off. Oh. So, uh, you know, you're good. You know, uh, physical movement, you know, away from exercise, right? Like we said, we train people to, to, to live healthier, happier lives, right? Pain-free, be able to move. Away from exercise in the gym, life is about movement, right? Action, action, movement whether it's walking, running, doing whatever, you know, bending over, squatting, lifting something overhead, whatever the case is, rotation, right? Gait cycle is something that we do the most. If you don't walk right, just like our mama said, 100% agree. If you don't walk right, if your gait mechanics are off, that's going to affect everything else. So the point I'm trying to make here is if you learn how to move correctly, you can do many, many things in your life without uh any worrisome of being limited in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't you don't have to be you know hitting heavy weights in the gym you don't have to be doing crazy uphill sprints you know just simple things like if that's what you want to do awesome that's what i like mm -hmm. to do i know that's what you guys like to do right you guys like to train like that push ourselves mm -hmm. on occasion but that's not what it's for just so everybody out there understands and this is the whole thing about johnny l when he was talking about um making sure that he tells his clients, he communicates with his clients that it's about health and making you better. So the fitness industry pushes this image, right? That, you know, it makes men and women follow men, six pack abs, big arms, this and that. Women, you know, little waist, big booty, you know, all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It sexualizes it, but it never talks about what, what the actual purpose of it is. Sure, if you wanna look like this, cool, you can, right? If you want to be, you know, um, push your body to an extreme, you can do that. that. That's cool. But it's really about this side. Whereas just moving without pain, doing regular things like we talked about earlier. This is the side we want to focus on. And if you want to blend the two together, awesome. We can do that. I agree. So as a trait, like so you're a trainer and you're also a model. So I wanted to ask, man, what's... What was the, what's the relationship like between the modeling modeling industry and fitness industry for you, man? Like, what is what's that? Um, personally, for me, when it comes to fitness and modeling and my body, uh, depending on what shoot or what like audition or something that I have going on, I'll train my body and like adapt my body to look differently be more broad in the shoulders or, you know, like 
fit differently, look like a boxer or look like, you know, like a soldier or something like that to, to kind of fit the role for what I'm, for what I'm auditioning for. But outside of just me, um, for my personal uh, fitness to modeling uh, relation, like I have an influence, right? And for me to, to use it is what's really important. And I feel like if you don't use your influence to teach what's right, then you're not using it for the right thing. And it applies for everything, it applies to life and anything, you know? Like we, you get like, so many people to follow you and they follow you for a reason and they want to know what you do and they want to know how you are. Like, if you have that opportunity to teach, you have the opportunity to help people and get people to understand like how it actually is to be in the fitness industry, to be in, like care about people's health, like by all means you should be using it. And that's how I feel fitness in relation to modeling from my perspective. Um, I know earlier I mentioned uh, fitness is really like kind of like the porn industry due mm -hmm. to a lot of these other fitness influencers and a lot of these other people within, you know, the modeling industry or the acting industry that portray <laughs> personal trainers or health advisors or health coaches and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I feel like the stigma is, you know, selling body types and um, you know like you said sex sells so it works for them in sense of making money making fame blah 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 but what the issue is there is the connecting to clients and understanding like how their bodies work and caring about their health and I feel like if everybody cared about their health and everybody influenced health you know, the world would be in a better place right now when it comes to like bodies and people and happy people. Um, when it comes to, you know, um, being on social media and doing what we're doing now, teaching people about fitness and what it's like to be in the fitness industry in life, you know, it's not what everybody wants to do. It's not what everybody wants to hear. So it's, it's a little bit harder but, you know, as, as trainers, as human beings, as people, you know, it's our duty to, like, you know, take care of others and care about things that we put out in the world in general, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, think, I think the content that we put out, we, you know, us as trainers, you guys as kinesiologists, we have an obligation to put good information out there. Um, people can use and um, improve people's overall well-being, not just focus on the vanity of it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all want to look good, right? Just like yeah. you, know, you, you didn't feel good uh, at, one, at 103 when you were, you know, 6'1", 103 pounds, right? You wanted mm -hmm. to put on some weight. But the majority of that was for your health. But also, you know, you change your body, you're going to feel better and, you know, Consequently, in a good way, you're going to look better, right? Mm -hmm. Comes second. So yeah, we all care about how we look. You should absolutely, but that shouldn't be the main objective. Yeah. 
you, you want to yeah. feel you want to feel like you're in control you want to feel like your body your essential yeah. nervous system is lined up but i do want to say something you said that he and i are kinesiologists i'm just going to say right now joe you're a kinesiologist too appreciate that here's the so johnny um uh, one of the classes that so this is about to be a segue i've told joe for years that he is a biomechanics teacher or a performance teacher when you add. So now with that said, let's go to let, let's go to the part that I, I think um we first met. <laughs> so now so you may not like a dating movie. <laughs> 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 You mentioned earlier about how you end up improving your uh, your health through the stuff that you learned through your kinesiology, right? Mm-hmm. And so let's discuss some of like how like you were originally a, an economics major. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, yeah, so, I came a major four times, but I started as a. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, I was a psychology major and communications major originally. So it took me, so one of the things that we, we've made reference to the kinesiology department, I still think Joe is a kinesiology professor waiting to happen. I think he's going to do either exercise phase, key performance, or uh, biomechanics. And honestly, bro, I think I'm good. I'll be in there. <laughs> and here's the thing, Joe. So, you ask about about uh, biomechanics, and one of the things that I've told you in the past is that when it came to biomechanics, we basically had to teach ourselves. So what we know now, we didn't really learn in the class. It was a very, um, let's call it different. Yeah. It, it was an experience. It was an experience. Yeah, it was, it, it was a unnecessarily stressful class. But it wasn't it, it wasn't biomechanics in the in the sense that it followed the body. Like it was more physics. Mm-hmm. Which biomechanics for the most part is physics, right? But yep. it, but that class really emphasized physics, trigonometry, and mm-hmm. it wasn't so much about how the body moved. It wasn't so much about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we um, had the same biomechanics class. And we, that's how we met. We had the same biomechanics class. We were in the same class. Um, but like, like no disrespect to Dr. B, but that class was, wasn't where I would have expected it to be. And I say that because, you know, it was her first time teaching uh, in America uh, in general. And those, we were her first class. So, you know, there's going to be some give and take when it comes to you know, the learning aspect there, but um, the, the issue I kind of had was, you know, biomechanics, it's in the name, physics applied to life, right? Mm-hmm. We were learning about like physics in a car, physics on the road, physics yeah. when a ball drops, okay. you know, like yeah, when someone throws a ball or when someone is driving the car, you know, or doing the action of driving, you know, and that that was the thing that had sort of a disconnect for me and 
Dr. B was an amazing person in general. Like, nice. if you sat down with her in office hours and stuff, like, she'd actually be kind of cool and pretty interesting to see her working out at, like, 8 o'clock at nighttime in the, in the nice. strength and conditioning lab. And, uh, you know, she was cool. But when it came to, like, the aspect of the class, it was very self-taught and self-learned. Uh, hey, Joe, what do you want to say, man? Um, I just had a question uh, for what Johnny O was saying. So from what you're, from what you're telling me, right, and, and also from what you said earlier, Armando, that the class was more about trigonometry, physics, but, and then, but it wasn't physics of human movement. It was more of uh, other, other yeah, yeah. objects. Yeah. So um, maybe, maybe she was trying to make a correlation but it was nowhere to be found. Maybe it just wasn't clear. She, she tried. Yeah, I, I feel like that. That's that's possibly true because you know it was her first class. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to say like you know she was a terrible teacher because I still learned in her class. You know, she was she was yeah. cool. She just had she was it was just the she had a different um, expectation. So she came yeah. she came in with the expectation that we do everything already. We okay. Regarding about biomechanics. That was your first biomechanics class, correct? That was that was a, that was the only one. It was only one biomechanics class. And oh, okay. the thing is, with biomechanics for for years in, in the department, I remember I, I I had a couple of friends who were like, "Oh my God, you're going to take biomechanics!" Like you you heard horror stories about it. <laughs> um, so many stories about it. So like when so when you would ask me. What is it like with biomechanics? I'm like, well, truth is, I don't really know enough about actual biomechanics, but I can tell you some stuff about physics. Hey, but, you know, the, the, so, I mean, I can't speak from experience because I obviously didn't go to your guys' school. I wasn't in your class. You just came but, out a couple of times. Yeah, I can't. I, I went a couple of times to go visit campus. It was dope. Um, but, uh, Maybe, right, the whole point of, of, of talking about physics applied to other things was to have you guys be free thinkers and be like, oh, yeah. okay, if physics work on a car like this or work on a bike like this or whatever the case may be, right, space and time, how does that apply to the body when we are moving? Maybe, maybe she wanted you guys to be free thinkers. Uh, perhaps. I was about to get into that. I was going to say, uh, you know, although, like, yeah, she taught us a lot when it came to like physics and stuff. She also taught us to be adverse into learning and to being able to be our own person in the sense where we're able to figure out the things that we need to do mm. and think that we can apply biomechanics that we learn yeah. to what we do in our daily life and what we would do on, on a daily basis, you know? Yeah, that was, that was the difference. She was... Yeah. The, the thing is that she had a hard time in the beginning. Um, one of the things was that she wouldn't really show up to the labs, or she like I work classes, man. I I I know I put up on Snapchat, so it'll probably come up soon within the next couple of months. There were times <laughs> we were literally we would literally leave the class, and everyone just had like a blank look on their face and like have no idea what was going on. <laughs> There were we there was a petition at one point because <laughs> Johnny O knows where I'm going with this one. 
There was uh, a she had, you had a she had a protocol for our labs and like how she wanted our labs to look. Everybody did it right and the first time. It was cool. She gave everybody like an A or close to an A. And then the second lab came and the third lab came and I think it was the uh, think it was everybody the started failing. And I was like, uh, I did it exactly the same way I did the last time. I just changed like, you know, what I was supposed to put in it, what I was supposed to do, my research and all that other stuff. And then I went to go talk to her. I was like, hey, like, what's going on here? Like, how, how, how come my uh, lab grade is going so low? And she's like, oh, well, you guys aren't doing it right. The class isn't doing it right. I'm like, okay, well, um, how do you want us to do it then? And she wouldn't answer. Yeah, she went. Um, that, that was the, the issue. And we email of a rough version, and she'd be like, yeah, that, that's good. And then we turn it in, then we get like a 68 on it. And, <laughs> so, like, so, so, the one that I'll never forget was around Halloween. And so, I think we had like, what, like 75 people in that class? We had, it was a pretty decent sized class. Yeah, and the highest grade out of freaking 75 students or whatever was like a, was a C, 72%. And she said, uh, in, in, our, in our lab, she's yelling at us, it's like, how can you guys be so horrible? <laughs> I think, I think it was lower. I think the class average was a D. The class uh, average was a D? Yeah, it was a D. Oh, wow. The highest, yeah. highest class, the highest grade in the class was a, was a 72%. And then uh, towards the end of the semester, it started going up because we started kind of figuring out what she wanted and how she like taught. And then our TA was like, oh, you guys should change this and edit this so that this works. You know, God bless Corona, high key, not, not the virus. <laughs> not the virus. The person, the TA, that's her name. Corona, not the virus, was the shit. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, really Corona. Not the virus. <laughs> that's what's up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So she, yeah. she, didn't, she didn't provide much guidance to them. That's. Yeah, she yeah. Once she, and also she had to figure out what Ms. B wanted, Dr. B wanted. So once she figured that out, and once we, once Dr. B was able to clear it up, she was, it, it got better. Because at one point, Dr. B was also like, no extra credit. So I don't know what happened, but after the, that, the, the petition started, and next thing. Yeah, she probably asked by everybody. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, because I asked her, she got it. Uh, I was I, like, yeah. I I'm like, what can we do to fix this? Because I actually get it. <laughs> yeah, so we asked her, and she finally and she finally gave in, and that's how I realized. And and Joe, remember Jose? That's how I realized that Jose also went to SS State was because he was the one that was running the extra credit. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So that was so that was funny for me that I ended up seeing someone that works with us, and he also went to SS State. So that was quite funny. I, I was like, cool. I was I I'm, I actually funny enough mentioned Joe's name, and I mentioned my brothers. He's like, oh, I know people. I know people at Fifth I I used to work at this gym over on Brandon called Bonnie Mechanics. I'm like, really? So you know Mallory, you know Joseph, you know. And I was like, okay, then that's that's what's. So he was like, hey man, you don't even. 
So the funny thing is that towards the end, after I killed my calves, he, he did this uh, experiment where I had to, the compression sock and the, the, calf, in, the calf workout. Mm. I don't know if you did it, but I, I was hobbling all over campus on it. <laughs> I was like, he killed my calves and I couldn't even walk. And he goes, oh, he goes like, he's like, he's like, truth is, bro, because you know Joe and you know, and you know Marlon. I would have given you the extra credit points without even having to do it. You wouldn't you didn't even do this. He's like, he's like, but I didn't tell you that because I wanted I wanted to hang out with you for a little while. Wow. Like that. Hey, hey, Jose was hella cool, bro. Jose was dope, man. Shout out to Jose. Mejia. Shout out to Jose, bro. If you listen to this, I hope you're doing well, my man. Oh, man. That was really cool of you, man. It was cool that to, to, to see both of uh, both aspects of my life together. You know, it's kind of like right now. Like I got the college life, one of my one of my good my good boys right here, and then my brother that we that I grew up with. I've known him now for more than half my life, which is weird to say. So, you know, but Johnny Edelman, biomechanics, and the, the class started out as a, a, a potential disaster. <laughs> and, um, you got nothing but love. You got nothing but love. love. Dude, that was probably the best year I ever had in my life. I know. I know it was a little crazy, a big roller coaster ride. Definitely one I was screaming on. But um, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, high key, I ain't got nothing but love for it because it, it made me who I am today. So, and now we could start telling stories. Uh, about your lightweight? <laughs> <laughs> you know I have to put you on blast. You know I have to put you on blast. <laughs> lightweight, damn. <laughs> you mind a lightweight? Mother lightweight. I was at the time. Now not so. Much. It we was had like three or four shots. This guy was already red. What was the point? I was doing that empty stomach. Oh, me too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> party hosts don't eat. So let's. Yeah. No, we don't sleep. We don't eat. So, so here's the. So we'll tell the part of the story earlier. We'll, we'll we'll tell this one right now. So one day we're we're doing the because he wanted us to participate as well on his on his experiment. So he, we had to put the Ford up. Did did Dr. Mayo ever ask you why we put the Ford up? Nah, he he thought it went along with the experiment because you know our 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 experiment had a lot to do with environment. Yeah. So we were trying to separate the classroom environment from the intrinsic environment and the extrinsic environment. So it just, it helps, you know. <laughs> so one, so the first time this happened, he goes, so he's like, he has me and, he has me and our boy Jason go out there. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, Jason, Mondo, come over and, uh, and, and participate and, and, do, and do the flip cup. So we're just going there doing flip cup. But the funny thing was, Jason tells me before, well, we're waiting for you. He goes, how much you want to bet Johnny? I'll have something back much you want to bet he goes like how much you want to bet right? i guarantee you we have something back there so so jason already knew so we go back and we just i'm, I'm not putting much thought into it and then and then i get a nudge in my elbow by johnny l i got you bro 
I got you, bro. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like half asleep, but I'm like, okay. He's like, bro, I got you, bro. <laughs> he has a blue bag and he has fucking Jameson and Patron. <laughs> Like, that's, that's a deadly combination. Yeah, <laughs> both. And he goes like, "You want you?" He's, he, so he was like, "I got you." And then I was like, "So I we had a couple." And then Jason, they just started like freaking like talking shit like, <laughs> and we're like, "This we're and Jason and Jason you know, like looks at me like, "This class is gonna be fucking dope." <laughs> <laughs> it's like so that was the first time, and that was a day that I didn't have to go to physiology. <laughs> and, uh, we finish up we, we finish up the uh, semester we finish up all of our results we finish up everything and uh, he goes he says the same thing I got you bro pulls out the same gym bag hey, this time though it, it wasn't just us it was like everybody it was everybody the class was over so it's a celebration you know what I mean <laughs> you like <laughs> I got you. I got you. So I still had to go to physiology afterwards, but it was one of those like just show up and do whatever. <laughs> like, I'm done, man. This is like we're graduating. <laughs> I'm having fun with like I was, I was I was already partying by then. So and here's the thing: so I, I get like two or three shots. So I'm I'm all tipsy. I'm all happy. I'm going to physiology. My <laughs> Gabby's looking at me. She's like, "What is with you?" And she's and she's uh, Latina too, so she's speaking Spanish. She's like, "Get the pasta. What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm good, baby. I'm good. I'm good." <laughs> and even even uh, even Lynn Dowdy, like the professor, even even Dowdy, she's like, she's like, "You're in a good mood, aren't you? You're you're, you're in a good mood. You're about to go. That's why I'm in a good mood." <laughs> so I'm just fucking acting a fool. And all the way at the top, and he's looking at me. He goes, "This <laughs> thing comes up." I'm like, I'm just like, and, she, and my friend Gabby, she's like, "Dude, you're on one today." I'm like, "I'm like, girl, I finish college, man. I don't give a shit." Like, oh, I was just, it, it was, it was wild, man. Those classes were. Those classes were fun, man. We had a we had a a hell of a class, man. Mm-hmm. That twenty class of twenty nineteen, man. Shout out to the class of twenty nineteen because that was we we said it numerous times, but we were there. We were the most lit class of all time. It was gonna be granted. I feel horrible for class of twenty twenty, but they were not gonna follow us up. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I, I think I told John you know, later on when I went back for exercise days in the summer that we're planning on doing, uh, they didn't want to do the uh, ceremony at night at this year because of how, how lit we were last year. <laughs> I mean, okay, hold on. There's a, there's a background story to it, right? So it was the, it was the ceremony. We were all, all graduated already, had our caps and gowns or whatever. And we were chilling. They told us to go chill in the parking lot. And we were like, what are we gonna do in the parking lot, you know? Um, so we ended up talking to a couple of our teachers. Dr. Hughes was there. And then she was like, oh, he was gonna go to the bar uh, across the street. Are you guys down? So then, you know, I guess 
for for me, everybody knowing me, like with alcohol and stuff, they came to me and they're like, oh, we're gonna go to the bar, you wanna come? And I was like, bet. So I told everybody, and then the whole class just bombarded this bar. Like everybody it was filled with purple gowns and purple caps and everybody was there. And then um, we were like, okay, we're all gonna get our shots. We're gonna take our turns, get our shots and stuff. And then we're all gonna do a toast. So we did it. And then we just stayed in there for like the whole time until one of the other teachers called Dr. Hughes and was like, oh, we gotta go back. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, let's go, let's go. And then you just see this giant wave of purple running across the street, <laughs> going back to the to the auditorium for our, <laughs> for our graduation. And then uh, when we walk in and we're sitting and we're doing our thing, like we were all hella rowdy, doing, doing <laughs> like the most chanting, hooting, wooing, you know, oh, all that stuff. <laughs> okay. And then. Uh, now you know what the funny thing was though. We, they wanted us there, so the ceremony started at at um at seven o'clock, but they wanted us there at four thirty because supposedly the procedures were there to a long time. <laughs> the president, the president of the KSA was lit already. Jazz, he was already. Mm. He was trying to give us the directions when he he goes. He was like, Jazz had a system already. He was ready for us. He was ready. Like we're gonna go here. Y'all gonna line up by last name. Do your thing. Find your partners. Walk inside, and then you get to go. Because <laughs> yeah, he was he was already lit, dude. I think he was, and, yeah. then, and then the valedictorian. I think his name was Momo or something like that. Something. Yeah, Momo. <laughs> he's like he's like he raises his hand. And just, hey, Jazz. <laughs> and he, he Jazz looks up. He's like, I'm lit. <laughs> That set the tone for everything. Right? So we started. To, so he's already gone, um, and then one of the things that Jazz wanted to do because we had the little smoke machine entrance. So one of the things that started happening too was in the rows in front of us, people were passing pens. Dude, we I didn't. Even had, there were no fucks given on that. It, like Hughes was drinking on the stage. Now, all the teachers were drinking on the stage. <laughs> they were all like, no, not just Dr. Hughes. Everyone was drinking on the stage. Yeah. One of the, and one of the things that I remember talking about with uh, Dr. Kim, <laughs> Dr. Kim too. Yeah, I was talking with I was talking with Johnny L. And I was talking with uh, with Mimi and all of them. I was like, do you think there's stairs behind it? Because we didn't know. They didn't tell us. And we're walking up. We have to walk up these stairs to walk the stage. And the next thing you start noticing is like you, like when we got up on the stage, everybody was well put together, right? But on the way to the stage, and you're walking on those stairs, there was a couple people that you should have seen all the gowns <laughs> and all of the all the lashes flying and everything like that because everybody. Was going. It was, I kid you not, like afterwards when we did a when I did a exercise physiology, um, our. Um, our lab instructor, he's like, you were part of that class. You, I heard you guys were, were beyond gone. He goes, he goes like, you guys are the reason why we're not gonna have it at night next year. And I'm like, well, they were <laughs> all of us anyway. So, we were, we were, hey, 
Legends, we, always got we brought the faculty with us, high key. Like, um, yeah. I know I said it like people knew me for alcohol or whatever, but you know, it was it was more of like getting together and socializing and bringing people together like a community, you know, bringing us closer together. So like every now and then, like our teachers would come join us, have a beer, have some alcohol, chill in the pub. Dude, you'd be like, let's yeah, for class or after class or during class <laughs> low key <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I said, like it's a it's a pain in the ass to get into kinesiology but once you got in you hated you hated the uh, impaction when you were trying to get into the program but once you did get in the impaction made it even fuller because it felt like a family like i kid you not man there were some people that i didn't know on my graduation night but i knew them like that's how it felt. Like, it was one of those like you grab, you can hug whoever you want right in front of you. They, they, they all went to the same thing. So it was like I, I look back at that like people are like man, why do you keep talking about that? I'm like because that was fun. <laughs> it, was, it was a blast, man. Like and then the the Oracle Park one that one was fun too. I, I would mm-hmm. my partner, and we were we would not shut the hell up. We were fucking loud as hell too. Mm-hmm. I have that was on deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of the was, so they were like what side do you guys want to sit on first baseline or third baseline mm. like, are, we were on the what side were we on we were on the, on the uh, clears right or were we on the darks mm-hmm. we're about to strike out <laughs> <laughs> and there was some people like, do you want some water do you want some water and because it's like a little warm but windy I'm like yeah I'll get some water <laughs> it's nothing but fucking liquor I'm like Dude, I kid you not, man. People go like, oh, the graduations are for are for the family and they're not down. I'm like, the hell it is. That's for me. <laughs> I was like, I'm having a blast. <laughs> was, those were, and that was the cool thing was that and afterwards I went to the city and I hung out with a couple of other people that were that, that graduated with us and it was it was just it was just a celebration man and I and I went and then I went to to his house after the graduation. Welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told Joe this story about um Yeah you told me. And he thought it was the the first time I told him, I think you were driving Joe and, and we had to like he had to like pull over because he thought it was the funniest thing that I passed out and I saw him talking about it. Oh, I was hella laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, bro, please tell me that you're making making that shit up because that shit's hilarious. <laughs> so he he had this home he had this homebrew. Do you still have it by the way? I'm sorry? You still have that homebrew? Oh yeah. My dad it. makes his own uh Moonshine? His own moonshine, yeah. Um, he uses Ume um, pears, the Japanese plums, or Japanese plums. And then uh, he has his own brandy and uh, cognac that he puts together. And he aged it for like, almost like, 12 years. Dude. I remember I said about by yourself. You have to like take sips and pass it around. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was a shot glass. 
<laughs> and he was warning me about it too. He goes, he goes like, dude, you cannot have an actual. Don't gulp it. Like literally, you gotta sip little by little. I remember I smelled it, and it gave me. I felt like I had a buzz. Man. <laughs> so then I had I had more and more of it, and then I passed on his couch. <laughs> and a couple hours later, I wake up and I'm watching. I, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at this cartoon of a bull, right? I'm like, why did that bull sound like John Cena? Like, I'm literally asking that question. I'm like, why does that bull sound like John Cena? You were afraid. I was like, dude, did I have the worm or something like that? I'm like, it was, it was a trip. I never understood it before until I actually walked on the couch like this. Yeah, dude. There were a couple other people that were passing. <laughs> <my couch. laughs> Not like you had a good time, regardless. Bro, I, I was living life up at that time, dude. I, I think. I, right. It's like I said, man, the night before the graduation, I, I partied, the night of the graduation, I partied, the, the weekend I, grad, I, I partied, I was, I, I did it all, oh, man, I, it, it was crazy, man, I was, but here's the thing, though, the best part was that I was with people that went through the struggle. Mm -hmm. I could, so, it's not going to happen, Johnny L, trust me, but if for some reason, I don't talk to Johnny L for the next five, ten years. If I do see him again down the road, it'll be like we never stopped talking. Mm -hmm. like, that's what I noticed. Like we have some like that's the type of connection that you build. And it's a big and it's a it's one of the coolest things, right? Like because honestly, I was supposed to graduate the year before. But I'm actually happy that I did it because honestly, man. My friends who graduated the year before, they got wind of what happened with us. And they're like, yeah, we were, you guys were more lit than we were. You guys were crazy. <laughs> no, like, my friends are acknowledged too. They, they heard stories. They saw the videos. They saw my videos. <laughs> you guys are fucking insane. I should have graduated this year instead of last year. So, so with, our, with our family, yeah. My dad makes his homegrown, but we have. Um, like family traditions when it comes to like parties or social gatherings and alcohol. So like Armando uh, noticed when uh, he came over to our house, we had Jameson and Patron. Um, we also had my dad's like homemade stuff and then a couple other bottles, but mainly Jameson and Patron because that's what my family drinks. Um, but normally when we finish a bottle of Patron, uh, we'll fill it with like some Christmas lights stuff and we'll hang it up on a tree and uh, we'll light it up and that's our Patron tree because that's our family tradition. So uh, when it comes to like me and alcohol, people know me for alcohol because of you know the, the traditions and being able to socialize and build a community around that rather than you know uh, rather than making it seem like I'm an alcoholic but I'm not. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Definitely not. And making it seem like I, I promote it, uh, I, I don't, but I promote socializing and drinking with moderation, you know, and being really cool. Yeah. 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 Well, that is cool. I felt, like a I felt like family when I was there. So yeah. When I, the part that I do remember, at least. But, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. Like, it was, I remember looking at his cabinet, though, bro, like, <laughs> You had one cabinet where, like, like there's at least ten rows of Jameson and 
Patron like lined up together. I'm like, damn, dude, you got shit to me. I think he got more hair than I saw at Target. Well, that's just one of the cabinets, bro. I got another cabinet over here. And then he goes, and downstairs, we got this big freezer. The whole thing is just nothing. And he showed it to me. It was nothing but Patron and uh, Jameson. <laughs> I was hey. like, oh, he's well stocked for, for. That's our party house, so we have all the parties there. It'd be like, well, can you throw a party, Johnny L? I'm on, you better let me know. I'm trying to slide. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you a heads up. I'll let you know. <laughs> slide. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it's. Hey, bring some pajamas, because I don't think you're going to make it back home. <laughs> <laughs> Not all he needs is the shorts. <laughs> Nah, I, I sleep in the nude from time to time. Ooh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> At least extra pair of boxers. We I'm cool. playing, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellas, I hate to cut this party short, but I got to get my sparring session. I got to get my sparring session. I got to get to the sparring session. All right. Well, then we're going to finish this up. We're going to finish this up. I mean, this is not going to be the last time we had Johnny L. We got to. No, absolutely not. We got some plans coming up. And, he, and there's some things that on the uh, run sheet that we're going to we're going to discuss, but I think we'll leave them for a different time. But, but I, I'm just happy that we were able to tell those stories. And some people didn't believe those stories who were probably listening. They're probably giving me a hard time. But you heard it. You, you heard it confirmed from somebody else. These are heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard the actual story. So, um, Johnny, y'all, thank you for being on, my man. And uh, where can they follow you on Instagram and Facebook and all social? Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me have this opportunity to talk with you guys. Absolutely, Johnny, y'all. For everybody listening or watching, why don't you tell? them where they can find you at tell them your ig you know all your social media tell them about you know uh the the modeling that you do like wh where can they see these things where can they follow right. uh, so if you like my modeling stuff you can find me on instagram at dynamite d-i-e-n-o-m-i-t-e -E. um for my fitness and my uh health stuff you can find me at dynamite underscore workouts um right now i haven't really been as active on dynamite underscore workouts um, due to me building a gym. I'm currently building a gym right now. Uh, I'm hoping to be done mid-September. Uh, that way I could start putting new content out there, helping people out with stuff like that. Yes, sir. What's up? We finally got a celebrity on the show. That's what I'm saying, man. Ain't a celebrity yet, bro. Ain't a celebrity yet. This, hey, this is going to be we're, we're, we're just getting started, man, because <laughs> draft session's going to grow. Dino Mike's going to grow. Yes, sir. It's all going to grow, baby. It's good. That's why we're here, right? That's right, baby. Yes, sir. We're going to grow this thing, man. This is gonna be, we're going to be calling an enterprise, man. It's going to be – we'll help each other grow throughout the years, and we're going to see some more of Johnny O, man. He's going to be – because, as you saw, he had great stories, and some of them I don't remember, and he's the one that does. So <laughs> – Joe, hey, we'll, we'll make some more of those too. Joe, Joe <laughs> monster, Johnny L was able to uh, control it. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't really argue. 
right. All right, you guys. See you later. You take care. Johnny L, thank you so much. We're out. Later, squad.